neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm glad he's here this morning. Jesus is his name. Let's just give him some praise together. Hallelujah. We've been worshiping him. We've been praising him. We have a Savior, and he's here this morning in this house. Praise God. Praise God. Well, it's good to see everybody here this morning, and uh, good to have first-time visitors with us today. You are welcome here at New Life Pentecostal Church. Isn't that right, church? Praise God. Hallelujah. We were, we were worshiping just a few moments ago, brother. I had my eyes closed, and I turned around, and I said, where did everybody go? <laughs> Young folks headed downstairs. <laughs> but uh, somebody came up with a little funny. They said, well, what were the first words out of Adam's mouth when he uh, opened his eyes after God had formed him? Somebody said, well, the first words were, where is everybody? <laughs> Well, we're all right here. We're in our right mind, amen, in the house of the Lord. And we'll let you be seated for a moment. And uh, we're so glad everybody is here again. We have received a, an updated report from Sister Andrea on the Riggins. And uh, with, you know, we're wanting to keep up with what's happening there in Africa. And we understand that they indeed did baptize the bishop who had wanted to be baptized. And if I understand right, he's the bishop over many ministers, ministries in uh, three nations there in Africa. So God is moving in a mighty way. Pastor Regan has uh, been teaching and preaching and uh, giving God something to work with over there. That word, amen, that effort. How about here in Olathe? You've been giving God something to work with? Amen. amen. We've been giving him some praise here this morning. God moves in our praise. He inhabits our praise, the Bible says. And uh, we've been talking to the Lord in prayer. God uses our prayers. Some of you uh, may have already handed out one, a little card or two since our Thursday night service. We, had, we were blessed to be able to hand one out to a young lady in a restaurant the other night. And uh, she said, no, I haven't seen one of those. And no, I haven't been there. Where is that? And she uh, was very curious, very interested. We'd hope to see her here one of these days for too long. So we want to give God something to work with. Amen. The Lord will work. Amen. Amen. We're going to let him do that. So, uh, you know, before we go any further, you can remain seated, but we, we do need to pray for Pastor Riggin and Sister Riggin and for the work there in Africa. They'll be there a few more days, then they'll be headed back this way, of course. But can we just lift up our voices in prayer right now and seek the Lord, ask him to move in that continent. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you, O oh God, Lord, that you honor our prayers. Lord, we're asking you in Jesus' name afresh, Lord, to lay your hand upon the man of God. Lord, touch Brother Riggin. Keep your hand upon Sister Riggin, O oh God. Lord, use them mightily in the Holy Ghost. Let the word of God go forth, Lord, we pray. Let it have free course, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is moving, and uh, we appreciate the shepherd of this church, Pastor Riggin, so much. As uh, I've known him for years, and he's been an encouragement an inspiration 
to me and I'm sure this church. Amen. God's blessed you with a pastor. Pastor means shepherd, right? That's what it literally, the word it would come from, shepherd. And uh, the church appreciates a shepherd because that shepherd is leading that church. Um, You know, Scripture tells us not everybody's so fond of shepherds as the church is. The Bible says a shepherd is an abomination to Egyptians. You ever see that in the Bible? Yeah, we know what Egyptians are symbolic of in the Old Testament. Um, they held God's people in bondage. And uh, so they were symbolic of sin, symbolic of the world. Hey, when we were in sin, when we were in the world, we had no ref, uh, respect for a shepherd, uh, a spiritual leader. But hey, once God filled us with his spirit, amen. Now we're so thankful that he gave us. Number one, the chief shepherd is the one that brought us in here, and then he has given us pastor to, uh, to lead us and to feed us. So I always look for the opportunity to honor the man of God. Now this morning, if you'd stand with me, we're going to go to the word of the Lord. We're going to go to John chapter 3. Many good things in the book of John. Chapter 3 is one of those chapters that's just jam-packed ends with the story of Nicodemus and him learning to uh, learning what it means to be born again amen and it goes on Jesus describing himself as the light of the world not come to bring condemnation but to bring victory over sin and uh, we're going to begin down there in verse 25 that's where we're going to read this morning quite an interesting story John the Baptist is uh, who it's being spoken of here. So in John 3, 25, it says, Then there arose a question among some of John's disciples and the Jews. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. Well, that's speaking of Jesus. And uh, these people coming to John are assuming there's some competition going on here, John. What are you going to do about that? You kind of get the picture here. Somebody's baptizing more than you are, John. What's, what's the story here? And uh, John knew his place. He said in verse 27, he answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ. That's what he said. But that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. That's Jesus, right? He's the bridegroom. Amen? Amen. But the friend of the bridegroom, that would be John, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my voice, or my joy, therefore is fulfilled. And verse 30, here's what John said. He must increase but I must decrease amen John knew he knew prophetically that there was one greater than he that was standing among them amen greater than Solomon greater than John Baptist even and he said he must increase but I must decrease praise God we're just going to title this this morning he must increase He must increase. Can we pray together in Jesus' name? Lord God, we're thankful for your touch today. 
Lord, we thank you for your presence today. God, you are the mighty one. You are the holy one. We have exalted you, praised you, Lord. We have given you glory. As the angels, O oh God, in heaven right now are crying, holy, 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 and magnifying you, Lord, we have done the same. And now we're asking you, Lord, to bless in this service, O oh God. Let your word go forth, Lord. Let our hearts be open to the word, Lord. We're praying for the increase, O oh God, in our lives right here today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Shake somebody's hand next to you there. Might take a step or two uh, since, uh, you know, all the young folks did leave. That's all right. Give them a praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for coming this morning. We'll let you be seated. Praise God. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. The Bible described John as the greatest among women, those born of women. Not among women, but among those born of women. And, uh, and yet it said in the scripture that he was not as great as the least in the kingdom of heaven. Now this is the kingdom of heaven, church. Amen. This is the church that was bought with his blood. This is the kingdom that God said it would be uh, born of water and of the spirit. And the least among those in the church is yet greater than John the Baptist. Amen. We receive the Holy Ghost. The greatest gift that God ever gave mankind. Hallelujah. God can fill everyone right here who's desirous of the whole, with the Holy Ghost. Can we thank him for that this morning? Amen. Amen. It's the power of God unto salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And John the Baptist had uh, received revelations. God had spoken to him. And out there in the desert... Uh, when he came uh, to preach from that desert, he began to preach mightily uh, the kingdom of God. He preached a, a basic message. The first thing that he preached when he came out of the wilderness, he said, repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's a powerful message right there, repentance is, because repentance brings forgiveness of sin. And that is the first part of the message that John the Baptist preached. But we know why he's called the Baptist, right? Because he came to baptize. God had shown him baptism for remission of sins. So that was the second part of his message. He not only preached repentance, he preached baptism. And he put them down in the water. After they had repented of their sins and brought forth fruits, meat for repentance... John the Baptist would put them under the water for remission of sins, but he didn't stop right there. He said, there's one coming who's mightier than I, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. That was the third part of his message. What a revelation. Repentance, baptism, and then the coming of the Holy Ghost. And oh, we know what the coming of the Holy Ghost has meant to us. Amen. We heard that message. Praise God. God's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh in our day. And what John preached not only came to pass in a measure in his day, but it's been fulfilled in our day. There is a gospel of Jesus Christ that's so simple that many just miss it. It passes them by. And that gospel is very simple. Repent. 
Be baptized now in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And God is calling today. Amen. Just as he was in John's day, God is calling souls. Praise the Lord. If I understand it right, there's somebody going to be baptized this morning before this service is over. Is that right? All right. Is this? He's in Sunday school. All right. Great. We're excited about that. Amen. So before we conclude this service today, stick around. We'll get to see how it happens. Amen. According to the word of God. Praise the Lord. And so as John preached, his message impressed those about him. It was not uh, his clothing style that was impressive. The Bible says he wore a leather girdle and uh, camel's hair clothing. Itch, scratch. Picture that, huh? And uh, it surely wasn't his eating habits that impressed folks. Somebody might remember it was locusts and wild honey that this man ate. He didn't spread out a buffet and say, join me, take what you like here. He just brought some crunchy bugs. <laughs> By the way, they did eat those. And uh, also, he brought that wild honey. Amen. And the crowds that gathered there by the Jordan River, they weren't impressed by, uh, by where he was from. Simply, he came out of the desert. But his message shook that nation. Amen. And though they were moved by the message of John the Baptist, as we read here this morning, he said, he said I'm just a friend. There's one that stands among you. Amen. He, he's the bridegroom. Amen. The bride that he's coming after, the church, he's the one that they need to follow. And he said, he must increase, but I must decrease. There is a message in that simple verse right there. There is a God in heaven, hallelujah, who is not satisfied with just a little. Amen. There is a God in heaven who came and walked this earth in the in the, the flesh, Jesus was his name, and he expanded his influence. Amen. He never intended for this world to remain in darkness. He never intended for this world to remain in sin. He was Emmanuel, God with us, for he shall save his people from their sins. His influence is going to increase. Amen. His power is going to be greater. He is going to be magnified. Amen. Let's just magnify him together right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the very nature of God that he must increase. You can't hold him back. Amen. And so John pointed his disciples to Jesus. And he said, behold, the Lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world. Not just this little part of humanity right here at this particular time by the Jordan River that John was addressing. And not even those in the nation. And not even those in, in those about Israel. But he said the entire world. He must increase. Amen. And we can look at the, the, the nature of God. Uh, the heavens declare that. The heavens declare the glory of God. And 
The firmament shows his handiwork, the scripture tells us. In the book of Romans, it's, uh, it's very interesting how the Bible describes uh, what we see in creation. It says even his eternal power and his Godhead is declared by his creation. And so when we look at creation, we can see that there is an increase of it going on about us at all times. Those who study astronomy and study the galaxies and all those things out there, and they've launched satellites with telescopes out there circling around the earth and, and uh, just get the best view they can of this universe. They've discovered something. This universe isn't just sitting still. It is, it is not stagnant. Amen. It's, it's expanding. It's increasing. And everything they've been able to identify, the farthest reaches that they can see light years upon light years away out there. I guess they know how far that is. Light years are big. It's a long ways, you know. 186,000 miles per second light travels. That's pretty fast. But anyway, they can see way out there. And what they see is everything is expanding. Everything is growing. There's nothing coming back this way. It's all gone that way. Amen. That's declaring something to us about the nature of our God. He's not going to be confined by a building. Amen. He's not going to be confined by a, a group of people. He must increase. Amen. He must expand. He must influence all that can be influenced. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says in, brother, can you get for me Second Chronicles? Let me make sure I have the right scriptural reference here. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 18. When Solomon built the temple in the Old Testament, that, that building that was plated with gold on the inside and, and the foundation was of precious stones and, and all the work there, the, it was a wonder of the ancient world. As he dedicated that house, he said this, but will God in very deep dwell with men on the earth? Can he be confined, in other words, to this? He said, behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built it. Solomon got a revelation of the nature of God. The heaven cannot contain him. Now, there are three heavens mentioned in the scripture, right? The first is just the atmosphere around this earth where we live, we dwell. That's the first heaven. Second heaven is out there where those telescopes see that we're talking about. Farthest reaches of, of the universe. He said they can't contain them. But he even said the heaven of heavens, that spiritual place, amen, that place we want to go for eternity. At least that's where I want to go. How about you? Amen, because heaven is where we know that God dwells. But it says, even that can't contain him. Amen. He said, do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord. And the answer to that is, oh, yes. Amen. And not only that, he's continually increasing, increasing. He must increase. The word declares that. When I was a kid and... Uh, 
science class. I, I kind of like science. A lot of kids were bored and go to sleep and struggle with it, but it, it enthralled me that you could, uh, some of the things, experiments you could do. And one of the experiments that we did is we took something called a vacuum pump and a bell jar. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? I see some nods, okay? And that bell jar is a sealed, clear jar, and we hooked up a vacuum pump to that, and we began to pump air out of that. Not a vacuum cleaner, you got it. <laughs> this is something that's supposed to remove all the air from that bell jar. And so we watched the, uh, the pressure, air pressure in that, that uh, bell jar go down, down, down. So we left for that day, came back the next day, and it was still going down 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 the goal was to remove every particle every molecule every bit of oxygen from that bell jar it was an experiment but you know what there's a little phrase nature abhors a vacuum you ever heard that as long as you leave that vacuum pump pump and as long as you leave it hooked up to that bell jar that pressure will just go down so far and you can't get the last little bit out of there because it's just the way this universe is made there is no such thing as nothing <laughs> because God fills heaven and earth amen and the nature of our universe declares about God that there isn't such a thing as a vacuum amen God is going to be everywhere he is omnipresent. Amen. If I go to heaven, guess what? He's there. Go to the farthest reaches of this earth. Amen. Go even to Africa. God is there. Amen. Amen. God is right here in this house. Even if I make my bed in hell, I can't escape him. Wouldn't want to anyway because I love him. Hallelujah. But, oh, there's a God who must increase. He feels all in all. Hallelujah. And he is in this house today. In a special way, he's right here. Woo, hallelujah. And he's definitely in the heart of a saint of God who's filled with his spirit. God, praise God. So guess what? When God sees a heart, not a bell jar, God's not so interested science experiments but when he sees a heart that's void and empty and hungering and thirsting for his presence god wants to feel that amen god's here right here today amen he doesn't want one heart to be leave here without being touched today every soul in this place god is reaching Amen. He must increase. And he's simply looking for a way. He's looking for a place. He's looking for an opening. Amen. Where he can reach. It might even be the heart of somebody who's already in the kingdom. Somehow just closed off a little closet. A little place where God has not yet reached into that heart. Oh, my, my. If we just open it up a bit today. Our God would love to fill every crevice, every, every small part of our heart. He wants to fill all in all. Amen. I thank him for that, don't you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That you're not content 
with just a portion, oh God. But you want to fill all in all. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. A familiar scripture. Isaiah 9, verse 6. And this should be especially familiar because just in the holidays past, there were some songs that used this scripture and sung. And they were sung about Jesus. Because that's, that's what this scripture prophesies is his coming. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Amen, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. I'm just going to pause right there before we read that next verse. But uh, this is not describing some committee up in heaven, all right? There are not five persons in heaven. You know, the, the wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That is, that is not what this is describing. There is nothing in the Bible that describes persons of God. And we know that. Amen. How many gods are there? Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Uno. <laughs> There's not another one. Praise God. There's not multiple persons up there, whether it's three or five or 20. Amen. There's only one God. And he simply is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. This is describing Jesus. Then in verse 7, it says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I like that. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I'm going to home in on that first part of verse 7 there because that is powerful. It says of the increase of his, Jesus, government and peace, there shall be no end. I am so glad I live when I live. Amen. I do not regret living in the end time at all. What an exciting time to live. And this is what that scripture is describing. The time when the, the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Now, some look at the church in the last day. They look at what's going on around them. Let me preach a little bit about what some people see in the last day. They see what they think is a, a God who is stagnant. He's not moving anymore. Amen. They see what they think is a church that's as great as it's ever going to be. Miracles undoubtedly will level off. There's going to be a decline in the power uh, among his disciples. We're not going to see the gifts of the Spirit like they used to. That's what some people say. They've got their head down. They aren't looking up. But all we have to do is just look up a little bit. Amen. Amen. We just see his increase shall be no end. Amen. We serve a mighty God. He fills all in all. Hallelujah. He said greater works than these shall be done in the last day. 
Praise God. All these sad stories about the church. That's not the church I know, brother. Amen. The church I know is increasing. The church I know is growing. Hallelujah. The church I know has more power. Hallelujah. As we allow God in the church than it has ever had. Because God said of the increase of his government and peace, there is not going to be an end. He's coming for a victorious church. And I plan to be part of it. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching today what the word of God says. His church is going to increase. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Amen. So be it, Lord God. Hallelujah. Of his government. Now, government speaks of Authority, right? Those in authority. And we're familiar with earthly government, earthly authority. It's somewhat a reflection of what's going on in heaven. God honors and asks us to honor earthly government, but it, it's far from being perfect. We're not going to pretend it is and just read the accounts of this or that happening in governmental circles and, and uh, centers, right? But God placed authority in the earth. Now, when we think of his government increasing, we say praise the Lord for that because he is perfect. Amen. The one that sits upon that throne, amen, he never sinned. Praise God. And uh, he knows the end from the beginning. And he has all power and authority in heaven and in earth. That's the one that we want to have sitting on the throne. Amen. That's the one I want on the throne of my life. How about you? Praise God. Yes. That's why we're here this morning. We are honoring his authority. So if his government shall increase, authority uh, also speaks of those that are under that authority. There must be some submitted that authority. What good is it? No value to that. Let's just look at what the increase what is increasing in our day, if we just look at the uh, population of the earth, what a potential for the kingdom of God to increase. As You can go to websites. Maybe we'll do that before I leave. Pull one up. Uh, we'll see if that's a, a possibility that just shows the population and how it's increasing in our day. And, and you can pull up a, you know, information that just has a little clock and it just shows how many souls are being born into this world, how many children are being born just by the second, by the minute. It's amazing how many are coming into this world. Praise God. So that the population is now 7 plus billion, coming up on 8 billion. And uh, that's a big number, isn't it? I, I don't know I can even fathom uh, anything over 100. <laughs> First, when I was a kid, and you might remember this too, ooh, we had these uh, competitions, me and my friends. Who can count to 100? And then, you know, as we got a little more proficient, we decided, who can count to the 100, 100 fastest? Well, who could count to a billion even? Somebody figured that out. They figured, well, if you spent eight hours a day, people who think about these things, and you count at just an average rate, eight hours a day, 
we'll just give you a 40-hour work week, okay? How long would it take you just to count to a billion? Well, the average person would take about 35 years of their life full-time on a job just counting. One, two, three, four, five, to a billion. And there are seven billion people upon the face of this earth. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. Amen. God is reaching for every soul upon planet earth. Amen. Amen. And desires for them to be submitted to his authority. Praise God. The church has got to grow, brother. Amen. It has to grow because God must increase. And if his government is going to increase, there are going to be many. Amen. And there are many coming to God right now. Hallelujah. What's happening in Africa right now? His government is increasing. Amen. It's the plan of God. It's the will of God. Why is he pouring out his spirit upon all flesh? Because his government is going to increase. Amen. It's, it's a prophecy. It shall come to pass. Our God will not be, he'll not be held back. Amen. He's going to find a hungry heart. He's going to find somebody who's open to truth. Amen. He's going to send that truth. And he's going to send his spirit. Hallelujah. And he must Amen. And of his peace, of his government and peace, there shall be no end. The increase of that. So government speaks of quantity. Peace speaks of quality. The, the quality of the abundant life that God gives. He said, that's going to increase. Amen. I believe it does. As we live for God over a period of time, have you found that, that his peace increases in your life? Amen. I have. Thank God for that. I can say the first couple of years living for God, uh, it was no rose garden. There's still some thorns to get rid of out of my life, having come out of the world, being lost in sin. But somewhere along the way, if we just continue to live for God, I see some nods here. Some folks who have been in the church for a while, praise God, lived for him. Oh, amen, it begins to smooth out. Amen. And it's not a level. It's a straight and narrow road that leads up. But, oh, it increases his presence in our life. It increases the power of God in our life. His peace increases. Amen. Of all the things the polls tell us that people have that they can shell out money for. Amen. That they can have all the things they can have. Money can buy. There's one thing that everybody needs money can't buy, and that's peace. Everybody needs that. There's only one way I know to get it. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Amen. That's what the Bible tells us in the book of Psalms. The Bible tells me that he gives peace that passes understanding. Amen. Because he is described in the scripture as the prince of peace. Praise God. That peace that comes down 
from the Father above. It can be ours. It can be yours. Amen. And it's going to be great peace. And it's going to be peace that increases. Hallelujah. If we praise him with our whole heart, praise God. God will increase in our lives. Amen. God will be greater in our lives. It's his goal. It's his plan that he must increase. I thank God for that. Amen. My life is not what it used to be. Oh, I may not be what I could be, but I'm sure not what I used to be. And God isn't done with me yet, and he's not done with you yet. Praise God. It's going to be better next year. Until Jesus comes, increase. Increase. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. John had something encouraging to say when he said, He must increase, but I must decrease. I must decrease. Something going on here. Because God can be withheld in our lives. Is that true? We have a free will. We can follow after sin or we can turn 180 degrees and follow God. And there is an adversary who would attempt to hinder uh, us making our way to God. And the Bible says that he doesn't come to give us the increase of peace. The devil comes to steal that peace and to kill every hope that we have of heaven and to destroy uh, our lives in sin. But I say, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou savorest not the things that be of God. My God's going to increase. Amen. I'm going to follow him wholeheartedly. Praise God. So we put that behind us. Amen. We, Bible says if we confess our sins, also he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Amen. If we allow that sinful nature to decrease, it's just natural that God is going to increase. Remember who we're talking about here? We're talking about Jesus. Amen. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We read here, he's the, he's the everlasting father. He is the mighty God. Hallelujah. He can bring it to pass in our life. In our life, he can increase. As much as our generation and our society has tried to extract God from the school system, close the doors on that school, hook up the vacuum pump, and pull God out of it. That seems to be what's happened to school system. How about our government, our earthly government? Oh, let's, let's inject humanism in there. And uh, let's take God out. The Ten Commandments, they don't fit there. And uh, let's pull every, every bit of God out of that that we can. Amen. Instead, let's, let's uh, fill it with uh, some lust of the flesh and some lust of the eyes, some uncleanness, some lasciviousness, some fornication. And our society is attempted to do that. And then the home. Oh, let's take God out of the home. Close the door on the home. Pipe in. 
everything from that information superhighway, all the ungodliness and all the filth that can be brought across that. And I'm not preaching against the internet, okay, but you know as easy as well as I do, it's just a click away, the filth and the perversion. Amen. And many can't, they can't control that click. If they could, we'd have a society that would be clicking on the right things there. Amen. There's Bibles on there. There are testimonies on there. But 80% of that is dedicated to, get this, this is, the, this is what they've found on the Internet. The American pastime now as a result of the Internet is not baseball. The American pastime is pornography. That's what people are doing behind their closed doors now. When they don't have something else to do, they're hooking up to that. Oh, God, help us. Lord, help us. We want you to increase, oh, God. Lord, we want to bury that sin in Jesus' name, in that water. Oh, God is a deliverer. Amen. Amen. Though our world may be lost in sin and trying to extract God out of every little crack and every little crevice, there's a God who says, I must increase. Oh, I need a chance. Oh, I need somebody that will call upon my name, and I'll be there. Oh, was he there for you? Amen. He was there for me. Hallelujah. The darkness cannot hold back the light. Jesus Christ. Praise God, we live in a world where Satan would try to extract all hope, try to extract all goodness. Amen. But there's a God that says it can't happen. Now, as long as the Holy Ghost is in this earth, he's going to be increasing. Praise God. I have faith, church. Amen. That God is increasing in Olathe, Kansas. Amen, that God is increasing his government and his peace. Amen, it's growing. It's increasing. Can we stand together this morning? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In a, in a group of people this size this morning, people are in different places spiritually. In our hearts, we have needs. God is the one that can supply the needs of a heart. He's the one we can turn to. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, boy, I need to get with a counselor. Get with the, the counselor with a capital C. Oh, yeah, he's the wonderful counselor. He always gives good counsel, pure counsel, right counsel. Amen. He'll lead us the right way. Praise God. And so, interesting little this, this is an account of something that actually happened. It was in South Africa. This was years ago when heart transplants were new technology. It was new. Um, and the place that Dr. Christian Bernard was able to legally do that was in South Africa. They allowed him to set up a clinic there. And that's where the first heart transplant took place. And uh, as he performed transplant after transplant, one of his transplant patients, after the surgery, asked him this. He simply asked that 
his old heart be brought to him so he could see what had happened there. And, uh, you know, Dr. Bernard was, he realized history was taking place. A man was going to be able to see his own heart. Think about that. The words of that patient when uh, Dr. Barnard presented that heart to him were this. That patient said, I'm glad I don't have that old heart anymore. I can say that in a spiritual sense. Since Jesus Christ delivered me, old things are passed away. All things are become new. I'm so glad I don't have that old heart anymore. God, you've been so good to me. Lord, I'm not deserving and I'm not worthy, oh God. But you reached down and you did heart surgery on me, Lord. Something I couldn't do on my own. And now I have the joy of the Holy Ghost. Now I have peace that I could never have known. Except the Lord had done some work on my heart. Whether you're in the church today, or whether you don't have that experience of the Holy Ghost, there's a place at this altar this morning where we can find what we need for our heart. Amen. And it's in Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the answer of the heart. Amen. Is anybody crying out for more of him today? Hallelujah. He'll do it. Let's reach out to him together this morning. Just reach out to him in your own way here this morning. Oh, God, Lord, I have longed for more. And, Lord, this word this morning tells me that I can have more of you, that you desire to increase. Oh, Lord, that of the increase of your government, of your peace, shall be no end. Lord, I need peace, and I know where I can come for that peace this morning. Amen. I can come to Jesus. I can come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's here this morning. That's right. I can feel his presence. God of